With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Mead Friday. Went outside, as I should. Check. I inspected what was on the Traeger grill. Mm, pulled pork sandwiches, baked mac and cheese. Who's got it better than we do? Nobody. Final hour coming up. Texas. Is Texas football back? They got Arch Manning. They're not back yet because Arch doesn't get there for another, what, 13 months. But they signed the entire Manning family. It's not just Arch Manning. They got the Mannings. Now they're a media conglomerate. Now there's a lot of different tentacles that could be attached to this. Do they do a documentary on Arch? Uh, Name, image, and likeness. Are the Mannings involved in that with Arch Manning? Do they help gather recruits for Arch? Just a couple of thoughts there. We'll have more on this. We'll check in with the Longhorns coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app, watch for free. And uh, radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. And uh, we'll get to more phone calls. Operator Tyler is standing by. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. New T-shirts there. Go to danpatrick.com. Penny's Bang Biscuits and a whole lot more. NASCAR's new era is here. Join in the fun. Don't miss the excitement. NASCAR on NBC returns at Nashville Sunday, 5 Eastern on NBC and on Peacock. NBA draft, a perfect example of why we love the NBA last night. The league's been known to keep its fans on its toes. Always so much movement there. And then we thought that the number one overall pick was going to be Auburn's Jamari uh, Jabari Smith. And uh, he fell to number three. Boy, he had a look on his face when he fell. Like, oh, paybacks, man. Paybacks are coming. The magic didn't even work out. Paolo Bancaro of Duke. I don't know why they were hiding it. You have the number one pick. It's not like you're Oklahoma City where you go, hey, don't tell anybody, but we want to draft Chad Holmgren. You go back to when the Jacksonville Jaguars did this, Blake Bortles with the number three pick. Now, I get it. It's the number three pick, not the number one overall pick. But they didn't tell anybody. Everybody was surprised at that. Orlando had the number one overall pick. And why didn't you work him out just just to have a, you know a comparison with him and Jabari Smith? That's why I didn't understand. Uh, and in case you're wondering, the uh, Orlando Magic taking Paolo Bancaro, he's the fifth Blue Devil to be drafted first overall. That's the most by any school. Zion, Kyrie, Elton Brand, Art Heyman back in 1963. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. 
Here comes that what stat of the day. There's always a couple of head head scratchers last night. What the Knicks did, all right, you're gathering picks. Are you doing what Oklahoma City's been doing? But because you're the Knicks, you're going to get criticized. Sacramento Kings are always fascinating because whatever I think they're going to do, they do something different. They drafted, I was Keegan Murray. Very good player. Very good college player. Jaden Ivey was there, and uh, that freed the Pistons up to take Jaden Ivey. Isn't there, Paulie, do you have the track record of the Kings? It feels like whenever they draft somebody, it's the guy after they've drafted who turns out to be Hall of Fame caliber. Yeah, they, they took Marvin Bagley when Luka was sitting there. No. That was uh, 2018. They took Marvin Bagley the third with the number two pick. Luka went third. Yeah. So one pick four. In 2012, Thomas Robinson, he was a power forward in Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Big, strong kid. Yeah. The next, he went number five to the Kings. The number six pick was Damian Lillard. Ouch. Uh, it goes back to 2011. Your boy Jimmer Fredette out of BYU went 10 to the Kings. Clay Thompson went 11 to the Golden State Warriors. Oh, boy. Three future Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yes, Marv. Some of that you can't knock. Maybe it's big, big time college uh, basketball hype because Thomas Robinson went to Kansas. And yeah. Damian Lillard went to what, Weber State. Yeah. So I can kind of see it from but, there. But if you work them out, it's one thing to say, well, what kind of competition? What happens is they'll bring in somebody, and then they'll have one of the players play against them. And then they'll go, what did you think? You know, Michael Cooper might be guarding Kobe. And then you come away and go, what, uh, what, what did you think? Uh, I couldn't stop him. And then Jerry West goes, we're gonna, whatever it takes, we're going to go get the guy. You know, the Lakers worked out Kristaps Porzingis. Now, you can say, you know, he, he did turn out to be a pretty good player to start out with, but they passed on him. Uh, it happens. But I, I don't care where you play. Once you come into the building and I have quality players play against you, that's, that's what I want to know. And if I'm Orlando, why wouldn't I want to just bring in Paolo Bancaro? Just in case somebody may go, oh boy, they may take him. We want him. Why not, why not create you know, the mirage that uh, we're not quite sure who we're taking? But if he doesn't work out, you didn't work him out, and then you're going to look silly. I think he's ready to play, but I don't know why you would go, like, what happened? Because Woj tweeted out, hey, it's, it's firming up. This is, it's, it's, it's Smith, it's Holmgren, and then Van Carroll. And I go, okay. And then all of a sudden it felt like there was the whispers and now it's not, hey, hearing Orlando might be changing up the number one pick. I didn't think they were going to take Chet Holmgren. And I think it's good for Holmgren that he's going to Oklahoma City. But work the guy out. And then you can compare and contrast these two players. Because I, I, I think Jabari Smith is a guy who averaged, he'll average 25 a game at some point in his career. He's a gym rat, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. High motor, I, though. I. You know what? Maybe he's got a high motor. I'm. I'm going off script here. Uh, you know, black player who has got a high motor and a gym rat. Does he protect the rim, Dan? Oh, I don't know. You got to have rim protectors. Yeah. He. He's got to. Christian. I. Come on. White players. They're athletes. Get a 21st pick in the draft. And all he is is a high motor. I know. Christian Braun. That like what's his what's he known for? What's his skill? High motor. Okay, if that's all it takes, I had a high motor. It, you know, it didn't start all the time. I ran out of gas sometimes, but uh, you know, sometimes I was on diesel. Sometimes I was on uh, you know, octane. Yes, Marv. I did like that. They also said he's a world class trash talker. So I was like, okay, all right, I see you. Yeah, that's really going <laughs> to help you in the NBA. If you can't play and all you do is talk, that's not going to help you. Yes, Paul. They never critique anybody, though. They never say someone has a low motor. Like, you know, he's lethargic in games and really can't help around the rim. It's all, you know, yeah. No one has any negatives. You, and, and look, I was part of the draft uh, with the mothership, and it feels like every player is great. Every player, for the most part. You'll be like, man, that guy fits in. You know, I love what he does. You know, he's a he's a... A three and a D guy, or like okay, all right. 
They make you feel good about everybody. Why not? You know, he can't defend four positions. He can't defend one position. Yeah. No, yeah. no negatives. Yes, Todd. It definitely would have been entertaining if Perk or Billis would have just blurred out, what? How could you pick that guy? Well, Stephen a, a did, Stephen a did that with the Knicks. He's like, you know, what are you doing? It's almost like he needed to uh, lie down on the couch and get, uh, you know, <laughs> therapists there. It's okay. It's I'm all disheartened. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm at a loss right now. Yeah. <laughs> Those are your dad's Knicks fans. Those are the Knicks fans that, yeah, like, I know. oh, I remember Earl yeah. and Walt. <laughs> Clyde. We could have had Usman Dang. I'm going to say Dang. I'm going to say worse words than that. Spike Lee had to console him. Oh, I know. It was funny. You know. <laughs> Stephen A. He, he, you know. Malachi Branham. He could shoot from outside. <laughs> you got you to add a couple syllables. To yes, that. you do. He would always somehow Michael Olawa Candy was about seven syllables. And I got you, Kiloni. <laughs> Ty Ty Washington Jr. <laughs> Ty Ty goes to the runner. Can't play. Uh, Memphis got two ties. I want one tie in the Knicks. Give me one tie on the Knicks. You can't get one of these, Jalen. <laughs> He's the best. I'll tell you though, that guy puts on a show last night. He does. Oh, well. When I worked with him, he at one point was speechless because he couldn't talk about what the Portland Trailblazers did. He goes, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what they're doing. And I, you know, I, I said to him, I said, you're an analyst. You got to have something to say. You can't say I have nothing to say. You're an analyst. And he goes, I, I'm just being honest. And I go, okay. So then I just go to Billis a few more times. Jay? They'd talk about what the Portland Trailblazers did. <laughs> there were four Jalens, and the Knicks got none of them. I know. <laughs> well, they're trying to get Jalen Brunson. Okay. That's the Jalen that they want to get. Jalen Rose in the stands is the only Nick they'll have. Yeah. Oh, Dale in Kentucky. Hi, Dale. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, I just wondered if uh, some of these NBA draft picks just recently watched Dumb and Dumber, and that's where they got their inspiration for their suits. Wow. I'll hang up and listen. Well, thank you, Dale. <laughs> Boom. There were some colors there. Whenever I see somebody with a outlandish outfit, I always wonder, what were you going to wear? Like that. And when can you wear that again? <laughs> you know? Because, you know, my wife will wear something. And then she'll go, I can't wear that at the next wedding. And I'll go, well, why don't you get something that maybe you could wear at the next wedding? Well, that's no fun. I go, all right. That's what I wanted with these guys. Are they going to ever wear that? Is, is Paolo Bencaro going to wear his uh, purple rain suit? Do you buy that or do you just rent it? I mean, I think, I think a lot of them are customized, right? I would buy, yeah, I would buy it and then I'd frame it. Mm. That's my draft night. Yeah, outfit. That's where, and it never fails. When you look back on those drafts, you're like, oh, that didn't age well. Oh, that's not good. Yes, Tom. And if the store has it in the first place, do they really even want that back? What were they doing with it in the first place? You know what? Keep it. It's a gift. You know, have the tags on it. As I, I I think I told you guys this story. I went to the uh, wedding and a guy had uh, Joseph A. Banks on his, (laughs) on his sleeve. The, out, the outer label. Yes, he yeah. didn't take off the Joseph A. Bank. Well, I saw him, and I thought, I said to my wife, I said, do I tell him that he's got the, the tag on? Because Brett Favre, when he won Sports Illustrated Man of the Year, I looked down in the audience, I'm hosting, and he still had the tag on for his sport coat. <laughs> so somebody, he shows up, and they said, you got to have a sport coat. And he's like, I don't have one. They go out and buy him one. He doesn't bother to take off, you know, the uh, the label, the out, outside, of, you know, on the sleeve. And I said to him, uh, you still got the label on your uh, sport coat. And he gave me the finger during the uh, Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. But I did say to the guy, I said, you got, you, got, you got that on there. He goes, I don't leave that on. I go, no, no, it's, you, you take that off. Yeah, Paul. I remember when we started working with Michael Irvin at the Mothership the first time he came in. He was like wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And he goes, I got to go get ready for sports. And he came back down. He had like a, an eight bus button mustard suit on with crocodile shoes. And it was his first sports center appearance. And, and you're wearing like a, a medium blue with a red tie. Yeah. You, know, you look like a congressman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he comes walking in. Yeah. When Mike, Mike, he never cheated you. No. 
get dressed up and go, Mike, it's just sports center, dude. He had a ring on each hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris in South Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Dan, how's it going? Great, it's been, Chris. It's been a while. I'm, uh, me and my wingman, my son, we're heading to the big South Carolina landmark of south of the border today on my way to my parents' house. But I uh, wanted to call in to see, uh, are you guys shocked by the commitment of Arch Manning to Texas? I mean, I seemed like there was a lot of chatter that he was going to be going to Georgia, possibly Alabama. Um, I know they kept it really tight to the vest, but is this something you and, and your crew up there were, were ta- caught off guard by? And that's all I got. All right. Thanks, sir. Well, I got to factor in Steve Sarkeesian as a quarterback whisperer. Uh, USC, Carson Palmer, Matt Leinert, um, Josh Booty, J.D. Booty, Mark Sanchez. These are quarterbacks that he worked with. Jake Locker at UW, eighth pick uh, overall. Cody Kessler, Tua, Mac Jones. I, you know, he helped get those quarterbacks ready. Is he, is he a head coach? Not in the same vein as, you know, Kirby and obviously Nick Saban. I thought Georgia was going to be the leader in the clubhouse. But when it first came out, because we broke the story, we said, uh, my source said there's three schools he's narrowed it down to, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. And I think at the time, Texas thought, this is a win for us. We we got mentioned here. And it felt like uh, Georgia was the leader in the clubhouse. But uh, Texas, whatever they did, however they did it, um, they got him. Yeah, Paul. Uh, this is kind of obvious, but if Texas was not on the way, I know it's a couple years down the road, on the way to the SEC, I don't think they're in the mix for Arch Manning in any way. I don't care who's the coach. All right. I think that it'll come out someday that because they're heading to the SEC, they were a factor. That is an SEC family. I do not think that they would play in the Big 12. No doubt. I have no doubt about that. Well, then why not go to an SEC school for the first two years because they're not going in until his junior year? Oh, I agree. I, I was surprised by this as well. But, like, I think that... They're on their way. They're basically an SEC school in waiting. And when you add a Manning, you become an SEC school. All right, more on this. We'll uh, check in with uh, Texas coming up. Yes, Eat. Is there another major college football program to resurrect that, that would be bigger than Texas? To resurrect? I mean, I think it's fair to say that they've been down recently. How about the U? I think Texas right now is very upset at you. Why? <laughs> because Texas is worse than Miami? <laughs> or that they would be considered a bigger program than Texas. Well, no, just the resurrection part of it. I'm, just, I'm talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying okay. a bigger one to get back oh, into prominence oh, than Texas. Oh, 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 What, Todd? Where would you put USC in that? That's been a while since they've been at the top of the uh, food chain. Food chain. Uh, they got Caleb Williams. They paid, but they got him. Someone paid, but they got him. We'll take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to know when you say, I got, I got some questions. Can I get a real person, a live person? Somebody actually understands the issues and works to resolve them. I told you. I had a problem with another credit card, and uh, I, 45 minutes later, still waiting to get somebody on the phone. And we're not seeing each other anymore. Oh. No, I got rid of that credit card. But I have my Discover credit card because they have helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Live customer service, emphasis on live. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. We will hear from Kevin Durant. He talks about the Kyrie Irving rumors that will be coming up. More phone calls as well. Texas Longhorns surprised a lot of people yesterday as they got Arch Manning in the running with uh, Alabama, Georgia, maybe Ole Miss, a couple other uh, programs in there. Felt like it was down to three, and it turns out that it's going to be the Longhorns, but he doesn't get there until next year. Kirk Bowles has been around a long time. Austin, American statesman, one of the uh, great columnists in America. Last time you were this excited, Kirk, about a quarterback coming to the Longhorns was when? That would be 2002. A name, uh, Vince Young, that you might recall. And, uh, you know, it's weird. Arch Manning got a perfect rating from the recruiting websites, and the only other two were Vince Young and Quinn Ewers, and they all have Longhorn ties. How amazing is that? Quinn Ewers is a place card holder here, I'm guessing? Yeah, I don't think he would have left Ohio State. Uh, I don't know if he's running away from C.J. Stroud, but, you know, I don't think he's here at Texas to – you know, sit behind Hudson cards. So I don't, and I don't know if he's just holding the seat warm or not, Dan, because, you know, he was the number one quarterback in his recruiting class a couple of years ago. So, you know, he seems like he has the it factor, but he hadn't thrown a pass in college football yet. So how do we really know? 
What role do you think did it play that Arch was going to go to Texas knowing Texas is going to be in the SEC in a couple of years? You know, he strikes me as a kind of guy, he doesn't run from competition and you want to play at the highest level. So I'm sure that was probably a factor, but just the fact that he picked Texas with all those, you know, family ties to Tennessee and Ole Miss and yeah. could have gone just anywhere he wanted, you know, it's, it speaks volumes for this guy's character, you know. I, th- I think a lot of the fact that, you know, Sark was a quarterback at BYU. You know, he played the position. He And, you know, Kirby Smart, not to, you know, throw any shade on him, obviously the national championship winning coach, but he's a defensive guy. So was uh, uh, Saban. Nick Saban. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that spoke to Arch Manning as well, Dan. Can you remove the Manning family from Arch if he's Arch Smith – is he still the number one recruited? How much does that play into it that you know the pedigree, the family yeah. history? Well, that's got to play a big role, I think. Just the fact that, you know, we're talking about the first family of, of football in America. When you, when you get down to it, we're talking about, you know, college football, NFL royalty. And I think that, uh, you know, definitely plays a factor. But, you know, if you talk to his high school coach at Isidore Newman, you know, yeah, I don't know if, if coaches want to, Coach this guy or adopt him. I mean, you know, in some ways, it almost sounds too good to be true. You mentioned Sark, sort of a quarterback whisperer. I just want to know about Sark, the head coach, because it's one thing that you can coach quarterbacks. I want to know if you can coach a football team. Well, we haven't seen any evidence of that yet as head coach. I mean, he's got a 51-42 record, and he's been at some uh, powerhouse schools with Washington, Southern Cal, and Texas. And uh, you know, Southern Cal hadn't been the same since Pete Carroll left. You know, Washington, he overtook a program that was, you know, kind of in dire straits. And you could say the same for Texas. So, mm-hmm. but you look at the resources that those schools have and you figure he's got everything he should have. And that jury is very much out of the room yet, Dan. When you lose six straight games, you blow one halftime lead after the other and go four and five and seven. So, yeah, I don't think that book has been close to being written yet. Who had a better offseason, Texas A&M or Texas? I tell you what, it sure seems like Sark's winning the offseason, you know, finished fifth in the nation in recruiting. It's it's not to the caliber of Texas A&M, but Texas A&M has been able to sell that SEC. They're already there. They're playing in there. They beat Alabama last year. Texas will get that chance, obviously, in week two. But I, I can't imagine Sark having a better offseason than he's had to finish fifth in the nation recruiting to land this guy, the number one uh, prospect in all of recruiting. It's those damn pesky games that get in, <laughs> in the way. You know, just had the offseason, you know, Sark may claim the national championship. Name, image, and likeness. How is that? How big is that with Texas? We know how important it is with AM and Alabama, some of these other schools. We haven't heard about Texas, at least nationally. Yeah, I think Nick Saban may have mentioned that once or twice this summer, too, about how big NIL is. And it, it has changed the the whole college landscape and it changed college athletics as we know it, I think. And and Texas is going to be right there with it. you got a pancake factory offering $50,000 to offensive linemen. And and they could use some offensive linemen here. And sorry, got 15 O-line and D-linemen, you know, in this last recruiting class. So he knows this isn't a one-man show. I mean, you look at Peyton Manning, he went to Tennessee. He didn't win the national championship. T. Martin comes around next year and wins it. So, you know, you better have that strong supporting cast. Uh, they're going to be a heavy player nationally year to year in NIL. And Bijan Robinson maybe the best tailback in college football. He's driving around a Lamborghini. Uh, I got to figure. Whoa, Arch- whoa. He's kind of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Huh? And, uh, okay. you know, Arch Manning may get the whole dealership. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, thank you. I don't think you can overstate how big it is in recruiting. Where did you stand when you heard Texas was going to join the SEC? Oh, I think it was kind of long overdue. And maybe they don't quite fit the whole profile of these strong state flagship schools, but in more rural America than, than Texas. So a lot of people would say Texas culture doesn't fit, but they want to play with the big boys and they haven't been able to do that. And clearly they're not ready, you know, to play in the SEC, but getting the type of player that Arch Manning is, gets them a little bit closer, but hey, you got to see some W's on the field too, obviously. But no, no I support it. 
Good to talk to you again, Kirk. Hope you're doing well. Got a lot to write about, although oh, you've yeah. got, got to wait a little bit to write about, but it uh, should be interesting. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dan. Have a great summer. Kirk Bowles, Austin American statesman, sports columnist. I have not been to a Texas football game. I've been to the Red River rivalry. Got to slow that one down all the time. So it used to be a shootout. Now it's the Red River rivalry. And uh, so I'd, I'd gone to a couple of those. Yeah, Seaton. Didn't we do the show like many, many, many years ago from the, the maybe the Texas State Fair yes. or something? Yes, we did. And it was during that weekend and the sun was just like blazing. Yeah. Were we there... Alabama, Michigan, in Dallas, Oregon, Oregon, uh, didn't they lead off the uh, season in Dallas? I mean, that's not Austin, but I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. We did do Alabama, Michigan at the Cowboy Stadium, AT&T. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, A couple of phone calls in here. Rick in South Carolina. Hi, Rick. What's on your mind? Uh, Good morning, Dan and Danettes. Uh, when I heard the news about uh, you know, Arch going to Texas, my first thought was, um, you know, this isn't a short-term deal here. Uh, if Arch can, uh, you know, help resuscitate the Longhorn program, you know, I know the Manning clan is interested in uh, NFL ownership, and I've been told there's some deep pockets uh, in the uh, Longhorn alumni, so... Uh, um, interesting. I think it's a long play, not a short play. All right. That's a great uh, investigative work by Rick that there's some deep pockets in the uh, Texas Longhorns. <laughs> yeah. Some really deep pockets there. Yeah. They're probably deeper pockets than any other uh, university in America. Well, I don't know. What about Yale and Harvard? Uh, well, f- sports pockets. Yeah. They don't spend their money on, right. on sports. Not at all. No. Yeah, yeah, Paul. They they have this room at University of Texas in the football stadium. It's it's where all the big boosters are, and they have like Earl Campbell's Heisman there, and they have like everything's like rich mahogany and leather, and there's there's bourbon and everything like this. It's it's this viewing area where, and and there's like there's a saddle in one area, and there's it, it's a if you made a movie about college football, the first, I, I've only been to University of Texas once. If you made a movie about college football, you would set it at mm. UT mm. for the backdrop. Uh, let's see. Richard in Arizona. Richard, thanks for holding. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Hey, Richard. First time. Hey, first time, long time. 510, and at 70 years old, a solid 185. Thank you. Dan, when considering the suspension time of Deshaun Watson and trying to equate past behaviors to Robert Kraft or Dan Snyder or Ben Roethlisberger, which with Ben was 12 years ago. I'm thinking of Bob Dylan when he said, the times they are changing. Women's issues are just taken so much more seriously today. Title IX is celebrating its 50th anniversary. We have have greater or equal payouts in women's sports, more coverage with women's sports, more women covering all sports, the Me Too movement. So if the commissioner's job is to promote and grow the brand, and women are such an important part of the brand, how do you make a decision that factors in today's attitudes towards women that does not alienate or upset that segment, which is so important to the NFL? Yeah, and, and Richard, those are all great points that you bring up, but I, I, Ben Roethlisberger was suspended six games and appealed and brought it down to four. From what I'm told, they're starting at a year for Deshaun Watson, and it could be more from what I'm told. So... You know, they're they're. I was told by a source that they were going to bring up what happened with Kraft and Daniel Snyder and and Ben Roethlisberger just as reference points here. But you're starting at a year with Deshaun Watson, from what I was told. That's different. That's progress. At least I hope it's viewed that way. I hope it turns out to be that. Jason in North Carolina. Hi, Jason. What's on your mind? But a great great phone call there. No, nah, I'm just kidding, man. I just want to see you. Today. <laughs> Thank you. Don't scare uh, me like that, Jason. <laughs> hey, why don't you put that jackhole Olympics on the newsletter first? But anyway, um, I got a recasting for your. Pre- I've got I've got a recasting for your uh, for your Dan Patrick movie. Okay. Uh, okay, so you're Greg Kinnear. Uh, Paulie is Jude Law, but not like 
like prime Jude Law, like uh, road to perdition Jude Law. I'll take it. Uh, Fritzy is David Kushner, who played Champ Kind on Anchorman. Okay. Uh, Seaman would be Turtle from Entourage. And uh, Marvin T-Rex Prince would be Roy Wood Jr. correspondent from uh, The Daily Show. All right. Thank you, Jason. I call him T-Rex. Yeah, T-Rex. Wow. Wow. Wow, we got a nickname for you. Short short arms and little hands. <laughs> T-Rex. I'm sorry. I am, Marv. I am sorry. No, it's all, it's all good. I hope those... Uh, it's content. It is. I hope those small state uh, T-shirts are flying off the shelves. Feels like a T-shirt's coming. <laughs> Just a picture of your head on the body of a T-Rex? Yes, Todd? I think it's becoming a dinosaur subject, though. That's my opinion. All right. All right. Heard from Todd? <laughs> Heard from me. Yeah. There's going to be more of that on the newsletter with Fritzy coming up. Yeah. Now we've just lost 63 more. Kevin Durant's got a podcast. Who does it? Uh, it's the Etcetera podcast with KD, and uh, he was asked about the Kyrie rumors. Yeah, I mean, it's just reports. You know how rumors go around this time. It's draft time. The finals just ended. So, you know, we got to keep that, you know. Gotta keep the, Yeah, you just got to keep that dialogue going and keep the engagement going, you know. So, um, obviously, we're an interesting topic. We got a lot going on with our team. You know, uncertainty with Ben not yeah. playing last, last year, us being swept in the playoffs, Kyrie situation, um, being a free agent, you know. So, there's a lot of uncertainty with our team. So, I understand why so much noise around us, but um, as individuals, just control what you can and move forward, you know? So I when think, the time's right, everything will work out for us. So. All right. Not exactly a grilling, and uh, that didn't clear up anything. No, one thing I would ask KD, okay, Kyrie has put out this list that if you're going to trade me, this is where I want to go. What happens to you if KD is traded because or uh, Kyrie's traded because you can't say well let's wait until it happened he's already putting it out there these are the teams I'd like to go to if Kyrie is traded what are you going to do that's what I would want to know he's he's under contract for four years yes uh, Pauline but I'm the guy that Kevin Durant is paying to host my podcast I'd be like I know cool with that KD (laughs) what about your new shoes when they drop I'm, I'm not asking anything hard yeah uh Silo in Indiana. Hi, Silo. Hi, Dan. Um, I'm calling about the Yankees. Um, I um, I think um, the Yankees are going to win the World Series. And I'm eight years old, and I think they're going to win the World Series against the Dodgers. And there, and Judge is going to be the MVP, I think. All right. Well, thank you, Silo. Pie what? in the face? Yeah. Sounded like Silo. <laughs> Silo, were you willing to take a pie to the face if the Yankees don't win the World Series? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does anybody want to bet against? Seton is going to bet you, Silo. Just because I mentioned it. Just because I'm the one who okay. said it. Yeah. Okay, so Silo, if the Yankees don't win the World Series, then you got to take a pie to the face. Uh, yeah, okay. All yeah. right, all right. Keep him young. I'll take yeah, eight. Win. Okay. So right. Silas is uh, since Silo is eight, I'll take I'll take eight pies eight to the face yeah, if I lose that bet. Bloop bloop. All right, but Silo, have a great summer and thank you for calling. What time? There's a little trash talk at the end as he got off the phone. He said, "You're going to lose, Seton." He mumbled right at the very end of that. Mm-hmm. He's ready for you. All right. All right, Silo. Yeah. Eight year old out of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, big man. Okay. I got ties <laughs> older than you. <laughs> take a break. Oh, Tyler is out there. I I have on my uh, monitor here, Tyler. I can watch who's out there with the uh, Traeger grills. Tyler is out there. Oh, man, does he look confident. Taking the uh, pulled pork off of the Traeger. Oh, that's mac and cheese. Oh, this is good. We'll take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, and why wouldn't you be? It's a feast of resistance right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Close up shop as we say goodbye to a dear friend of the show. Tony Saragusa passed away a couple of days ago at the age of 55. Good man, good football player. We've been looking back at some interviews we did with Goose. Also, he helped build our first man cave. And, uh, well, he was part of the team that was supposed to build the man cave. He came in, had a drink in his hand, and he said, "Um, you want to go fishing? I said, well, aren't you going to be building? He goes, no, I'll come back for a victory lap. He goes, let's go fishing. So we got a boat. He said, go get the beer. And we went out fishing. And I went, that's how it's done. 
Uh, Goose. Good man. All righty. We'll close up shop here. Uh, this day in sports history, what we've learned. By the way, the um, NBA Rookie of the Year odds, DraftKings has those out. Paolo Bancaro is your uh, favorite, followed closely by Jabari Smith. And then it's Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, and uh, Keegan Murray. So the top five players, top five uh, odds. In case you're wondering, Texas over under wins for next season. Anybody want to get? You don't have Arch Manning, but DraftKings already has the over under for Texas without the year before Arch Manning gets there. Over under eight. Eight wins for the Longhorns. Texas has had eight or more wins three times since 2013. Uh, final results of the poll question, Seaton. By the way, Meet Friday, Tyler, the operator, wonderful. He did a great job with the poll. Well, Traeger did a great job. Marvin, are you clapping? I can't hear. Oh, come on. <laughs> I just Too soon. Not necessary, Marvin. T-Rex. You don't have to take that. T-Rex. I'm kind of going against T-Rex. Oh, you're going to fight that one? Yeah, short arms. T-Rex is somebody with arms like this. <laughs> Just little ones. Yeah, but ferocious. Yeah. It's like the king of all it, animals but, ever. But extinct. <laughs> you couldn't scratch your own back, that's for sure. Yeah. Can't pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Not as T-Rex. He'd be like... <laughs> Even if I could, you couldn't hear it. <laughs> yes, Tom. That's some Jurassic snark going on there. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Loop. Uh, I don't know. Is okay. It, no, not ready. late in the day. You're not getting a bloop. Fine. No, you're not. Be like that. All right. Final results poll question there, Steve. Uh, the New York Knicks are playing chess or checkers, Dan. 90% of the audience <laughs> have the Knicks playing checkers. Wow. Okay. So, uh, you'll see. When they get the last laugh, you'll yeah. see. You'll yeah. see. What do, what do we got music on there for? Did you? Did your hands hit something? <laughs> They my, did, didn't they? My small hands. <laughs> should, they, should they be easier to control than normal size man hands? Come on. Come on. Uh, Forgive me, America. I, I, I said sorry. I know. I'm trying to help you help yourself. Uh, this day in sports history. 1922, Dan, the NFL became the NFL. Can anyone tell me what the NFL was called before it was the NFL? Changed in 1922 to the National Football League. Hmm. It was the... Wait. It kind of has an AUAA feel to it. Oh, okay. The American Football Association. I'm going to give that to you. The American Professional Football Association. Okay. All right. Can you imagine like, guys like Sheriff going, you know, if you play in the American Professional Football <laughs> Association, you got to play harder than that. They'd have to say every sentence like that. It was on this date in 1922... The Chicago Bears were renamed. They used to be known as the Chicago Staleys. George Hallis did that. What else do you have this day in sports? Oh, uh, let's see. I got, um, oh, the Atlanta Flames franchise moved to Calgary, Alberta. That was tough for uh, hockey mm, in Atlanta. Mm, mm-hmm. And then Barry Bonds in 2003 became the first player to reach 500 home runs and 500 stolen bases. And then if you remember that one, we were here, here that day, 2010. John Isner and Nicholas Mahout had the 11-hour match at Wimbledon for a total of 183 games played <laughs> the the last match the final score 70 to 68 incredible first round and we're watching and you go I, I, I can't turn it off like just somebody raised the white flag here uh, let's see Jackie Robinson Stole home for the first of thir- uh, 19 times in his career. <laughs> That's a 19 times. Nobody's going to break that record. Uh, let's see. Sean in Sacramento. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind? Yo, my uncle from another mother. My brother's behind the board. Dan, it's well, a sad day in Sacramento know, today, brother. I know. I know. Keegan but Murray. I, I did want to do this. You got Keegan Murray. Keegan. Yeah. Keegan Murray, hooray! But I, I did want to throw this out here, man. I do want to give Sacramento fans some kind of hope, mm-hmm. and I wanted to offer a pie to the face bet to anybody willing to take it. I don't know if Marvin wanted to redeem himself. I got him last year uh, on that UConn bet. I don't know if he wants to take it, take it up. But I'm saying, if the Kings do not make the playoffs for the 38 millionth year in a row, I will take a pie to the face. Is anybody willing to take that other side? 
See, I'm rooting for Sacramento. I I am. Yeah, Paulie. They were only four games out of the playoffs last year. At 30 and 52, they could have made the playoffs with four more wins. Yeah, I'm not going to take that bet because I I would like for Sacramento. I'm pro Kings. I am. I I hear the heartache, the heartbreak in in, uh, Sean's voice whenever he calls up. So I'm not going to take that bet. And because of that, I am out. Yes, Marv. Also, they stay in sports. They stay in show history. Oh, Mario's air, air ball. ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On this, I wasn't going to say it because Mario said, "You're going to bring it up," and I go, <laughs> "I I won't." Oh, and we just happen to have the video there. If you're watching on Peacock, Mario, all he has to do is hold the ball, and they go to the title game. Or if he shoots it over Fritzy, just draw iron. That's it. He shoots an air ball, two days grabs it, puts it back in, and they lose the opportunity to play for the championship. That's his legacy here. Yes, Paul. You should, Leon, let this go. Oh. Uh, Deep kind of a deep cut. All right. Okay. The air ball. It's just known as the air ball. You know, it used to be NC State when uh, the air ball and – Low Charles grabbed it and dunked it. They never call it an air ball. They just call it great, great play, dunk. What did I learn today, Todd? The Knicks drafted Hope last night, but unfortunately Hope can't give you significant minutes or points. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your support. Talk to you Monday. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.